1: Oh, nothing wrong with a little John Popper harmonica on a Friday afternoon. It's Chris Gordy show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Welcome back in, and a pleasure now to catch up with our buddy Peter Burns from SEC Network jumping in with us right now. Peter, are you okay with a little blues traveler on a Friday afternoon?
0: Man, I mean, for true story, I was like 20 years old. I had moved to my first real nice apartment in, uh, in, in college, right? And I'm thinking I'm all sophisticated. I'm like... Like I'm gonna make myself some dinner. I got, you know, I had like a date coming over, and I was like, "What? What's a sophisticated CD?" And I put on the Blues Traveler <laughs> CD because I was like, "I'm cultured now. I'll make some rice a roni and some chicken on my George Foreman grill." Yeah, I made it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it, I, I, you know, you can, I don't. I don't know of anybody who hates blues travel like i think people are kind of like eh, either they like it or okay but i've never heard a, co- a person maybe somebody's driving right now going i, I can't stand john popper and his <laughs> stupid harmonica but no one ha- ever has like this passion of hatred towards blues traveler at least no- none that i've ever met
1: yeah they're one of those bands that are like always at new orleans jazz fest like every year like you look at the lineup it's like oh billy joel's coming this year oh like blues traveler for the Twentieth year in a row. Great, you know. It's right. gonna and wanna...
0: I'm okay with that. I'm like, play the harmonica, play the hits. Like, I'll know a couple of songs. You'll you'll just jam. It'll be fine. Like everybody's laid back. I'm 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 good with that. It's good. So I saw I saw
1: yesterday, Peter. The SEC Network announced uh, they're going to be reporting from all 14 SEC uh, Pro Days again, which is no surprise there. I was surprised, why is LSU so late this year? I see Alabama's pro day is like two weeks away on March 7th, and then LSU is all the way back on April 4th. Is there a reasoning for that?
0: No reason, rhyme or reason. Like all the schools work their calendar a little bit different, and obviously they've got to go out there and work the calendar for the scouts as well too. I mean, these scouts will sit there and, and, and go through um, you know, more, you know, I mean, basically a road trip where they'll just go school to school mostly because a lot of the, a lot of these recruits or a lot of these kids, these draftees are going to be coming from, you know, that Southeast corridor, whether it's the SEC or the ACC. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's a travel and road show. There's no real rhyme or reason why LSU wants to do it late other than just, Hey, they try to put it together where they can get the most amount of people there on campus, whether it's Georgia or Florida or LSU or whatever, Um, because that's obviously, you know, the more kids you get recruited, Gordy, you know, or the the more kids that you get drafted, the better it is, um, you know, whenever Coach O or any other coach wants to recruit kids to that program.
1: It is crazy. I mean, just look at the mock drafts, how many SEC guys. I mean, LSU's got three potential first-rounders you know Arden right. Key is kind of the one they're saying could fall to the second but Dante Jackson's been climbing up draft boards and of course Darius Guys we expect at least the middle of the first round uh, should be in there but then you talk about other guys Calvin Ridley Roquan Smith and I mean it's crazy do you guys at the SEC network like start rooting for these guys like yes we need like twenty first rounders from the SEC this year
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's something. I want to say it's over a decade, if I'm not mistaken, that the most amount of draft picks have come from the SEC. And I think the last couple of years they set a record for the most first rounders. I mean, I, it's not a shock. I mean, we we do we cover the draft extensively on SEC Network because we have so many kids that we had an opportunity to kind of you know kind of see. And I mean, this is kind of the first year, Chris, with with us having you know this is coming into the fourth uh, football season. You know, the fourth year we launched in 2014. These kids that are going to the draft now, we remember them when they got recruited or when they signed with the school. We've kind of, quote-unquote, grown up with them. And so we've done interviews with them. We've seen these kids for the first time that they stepped on campus. So uh, that's when I know when I'm getting old, when I, I see these kids that are getting drafted. <laughs> they're like – yeah, I, I remember when you were like a four-star guy on Rivals or Scout, and uh, and, you, and you hopped on campus, you didn't even know where the hell to park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is funny. We're talking with Peter Burns here of SEC Network. So, Peter, uh, switch gears. Want to talk a little uh, college basketball? Uh, LSU riding a two-game win streak now. They've got uh, they're at Georgia this Saturday. Then they're out South, South Carolina. and Then they finish at home against Mississippi State. If they could run, somehow win out, and I know that's a a stretch, but if they could win these last three and maybe win a game or two in the SEC tournament, I think they start to build up their resume and make a case – to be maybe one of those teams on the bubble. But I mean, I was just looking at it earlier today. My goodness, we know Auburn's definitely in the tournament. Uh, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Tennessee's in. But then you got this jumble of Florida and Arkansas and a And yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how many of these SEC teams are kind of on the bubble. And I think a couple weeks ago, we were thinking, you know, six teams was possible. And now it's kind of up in the air.
0: Yeah, there's six teams I think tied for third place right now. And, and and I don't think in years past when you've looked at that, that would hurt the SEC because traditionally, you know, the RPI of these teams are not very high, but you know, even with Florida, with A&M and Arkansas and these guys like what what has happened is that they changed their scheduling a couple of years ago where they they're playing really tough schedules and the league is better. So, it used to be if you were late into the season, you couldn't play yourself in the tournament in the SEC. And the only way you could is if you beat Kentucky or you beat an Arkansas or maybe like last year beat a South Carolina um, because those are quality teams. But now when you have, I want to say, probably 10 really solid teams in the SEC, something we I don't know if we've ever had. Um, I mean, but back in like maybe the Dale Brown days, you know, I mean, when, when college basketball was kind of the king, you um, that we've seen this depth. So now you just see a lot of teams that are beating up on each other, but it doesn't hurt you as far as your RPI because you're, when you lose a game, you're losing to a good RPI squad. I mean, LSU, LSU has an opportunity to run the table. I mean, you look at Georgia, they don't have a, any guard play right now. South Carolina struggles to play offensively with the pace that, that LSU will like to play in if Tremont plays well. Um, and, and Mississippi state is kind of hot or cold. I mean, they're playing great kind of down the stretch, but, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 feasible. There's no doubt that this is an NIT team for Will Wade, and that's that's a heck of a job in his first year, especially with this big recruiting class coming in.
1: Yeah, I, I, we were breaking it down a little bit earlier. Somebody had called and asked about the recruiting class next year, and when you break it down, I mean it's really you can take those four guys coming in and Tremont Waters. And that's your starting five next year. and I mean, look, expectations are going to be through the roof next year. But I think, Peter, just to get into the NIT and have a little postseason experience will go a long way as far as these guys being on next year's team and, and that quality depth of guys being in those big moments and going, hey, look, we've been there before.
0: Well, yeah, I think it's big for LSU. I think it's big for the players. I think it's big for Will Wade, for you know, for him to get some coaching experience of how to get these guys down the stretch and how to play in a tournament. So I think, you know, I mean, you know, Wade is, I think, younger than than, than us. So, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> learning as well, too. And more importantly, I think it's, you know, it's seeing fans show up to the Pete Maravich Assembly Center expecting a good product. And I think that's what Will Wade has brought. He's brought energy. Um, because listen, I, I go. I hosted this show a couple nights ago, and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at Alabama at Auburn play, and that was a rabid crowd that Bruce Pearl had at Auburn. I look at Kentucky games; that's a crazy crowd. I mean, even Tennessee's got a good crowd right now. Like that—that's. I grew up in Baton Rouge and living in Port Allen, to where we would go watch Chris Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal and Ricky Blanton and those guys. And I remember it was just nuts. It was so loud in that arena. Um, and that's that's what I'd like to see LSU basketball return to. And I think I, I think it has a, a, a really good shot uh, coming up next year.
1: Well, the the conference as a whole is light years better than it was even just two years ago. I mean, that's uh, way more quality teams out there. It just feels Chris, like everybody... Chris,
0: let me tell you, I used to... Well, listen, We get, uh, two years ago on Saturdays after football season, I'd wake up in the morning going, I don't want to go to work today. I mean, I literally—I got a dream job just simply because uh, the SEC basketball was was just so bad, and it was so dry, and there was no, you know, nobody really seemed to care. It was such a downshift from football, and now you have so many good games, so many good coaches, the players. I mean, just watching games. You know, we got Antoine Walker, uh, the you know former Wildcat. He's one of my my hosts, and. And, you know, we just sit there and watch games of the weekend going, finally, we got something good to watch and and it's not going away. And that's, that's a good thing for the SEC. Uh,
1: Switch gears, talk a little baseball real quick. I had Leon Landry on here a few minutes ago. He's now an assistant coach with LSU, but he was on that team just nine years ago when LSU went to Omaha and beat uh, the Texas Longhorns in the college Mm -hmm. world series uh, uh, title game. And here we are many years later, LSU taking on Texas. Now look, it doesn't mean a whole lot, I guess. It's just it's a non-conference, uh, you know, series. But it it feels like it's SEC versus Big Twelve tonight with the Longhorns coming into Alex Box Stadium and should be a sellout crowd all weekend. And for LSU, they got to figure out their pitching, man. The starting pitching has been dismal so far.
0: Well, I was going to see if you could give them like about two and a two two or three and a third or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the starting pitching has been an issue right now. Now with Josh Smith being injured as well, probably out for a month. Um, you know, I mean, it's, this, is, this is Paul Maneri. I mean, listen, we knew that they were going to struggle a little bit. We, we didn't know what the arms were going to be uh, with Poche and, and Lang no longer there. Um, and Somebody was going to have to step up. They were hoping that it was going to be Gilbert, but obviously he had a rough start. So, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I mean, it seems like every single year outside of last year, it's a slow start. Everybody starts complaining and everybody starts talking about, oh, Paul Maneri, you just can't get it done. All of a sudden they catch fire here in about a month, uh, and they put together a run. So I'm not worried there's enough talent, but this is an important series against Texas because you want to have built some confidence. And, listen, it, these are the series that pe- the, the committee will look back at at the end of the year and decide, hey, do you deserve a regional? Do you deserve a super regional? I mean, that's why you know that, that losing the series in Notre Dame hurt, and you don't want to lose a series at home against uh, against Texas.
1: My co-host Michael is is out today, but he did ask me to ask you uh, how dad life is, has been for you.
0: Hashtag dad life is awesome, man. I'm t- I'm telling you, I got you know I got her watching. She'll probably be in front of the television watching a little Friday Night Heights on the, some gymnastics on the network tonight. So uh, it's good, man. I got I, I'm telling you, I uh, my problem is again I'm an LSU guy, and my wife's a diehard Alabama fan. So I mean we, we're going to have some parenting issues here down the stretch. So I try to always, when her mom's gone, I always try to dress her up in LSU gear, and uh, that doesn't go over too well when mom returns from the gym or something.
1: Well, to to this day, <laughs> there's no there's no more fun video on Twitter than watching your dog rehab from from ACL uh, in in the uh, walking in the water. That is the greatest video ever.
0: Anytime, listen, Twitter is a mean, nasty place. All the news <laughs> is breaking today and, and in the last couple of weeks. So anytime I'm in a bad spot, I just put. Uh, Poor little Sabin working on his ACLs in the in the water pool. That seems to brighten people's day up. I think that's the case.
1: Yeah, he is Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Peter, thanks for jumping on, man. And uh, look, July sixteenth is going to be here before we know it. I saw the SC- the media day schedules already came out, and my goodness, that's going to be here so fast before before we even realize it.
0: I'm, I'm sure we will um, hydrate well, and uh, with you and Michael down there, like as if we always do, and It's in the ATL this year. So, uh, yeah. you know, make sure you don't book it. Don't book it for Birmingham. Make sure you book it for Atlanta this year.
1: Yeah, actually, things to do outside of the hotel this year, so that'll be exciting. Because Peter Burns, <laughs> SEC Network. Peter, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Later, Corey. All right, bud. We'll talk again soon. Peter Burns, SEC Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky.